1: More lock- From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Phillips. Staying in the NFC North, Eagles-Bears, the game that I obviously watched the closest. Um, So I did want Pony here for this because I have a thought that is so Homer-ish that I... I I'm like a little sheepish about it, honestly. it It's so – I don't know, man. So, like, coming into the game, a lot of the things that I had talked about on the show was how much of what Jalen Hurts is doing is a product of having a perfect situation around him. He's very good – but he's not the MVP. He's not better than Pat Mahomes. He's not better than Josh Allen. Like he deserves to get more MVP votes than Josh Allen this year, certainly because of the turnover numbers for Allen, though uh hurts did have two interceptions uh today. But great offensive line, two great receivers, offensive head coach, good running game, good tight end, awesome defense. Like he just he's got everything going for him. Meanwhile, Justin Fields is out there throwing to Equinemius St. Brown and Byron Pringle and Nasimba Webster and Dante Pettis. And it was just like it, it was remarkable. And again, I test. It feels so homerish to say Jalen Hurts threw for 315 yards, ran for 60, had three touchdowns, and I felt like Justin Fields was the better player. Like, Justin Fields had 152 passing yards, no rushing touchdowns, 95 rushing yards, did have two passing touchdowns, and I felt like Fields was better than Hurts, and part of that was the interceptions, uh, but Justin Fields had no help in this game. He was sacked six times. Anytime they dropped straight back to pass, he was constantly harassed by... um, I mean three different dudes on the Eagles had two sacks. It was it was ridiculous, right? I can I can pull it. Out. It was Reddick, Reddick, Sweat and uh and Hargrave all had two sacks on fields. He had a Justin Fields had a 119 passer rating against the league's best defense, constantly under pressure, throwing to a receiving core that generously had one guy, maybe, who would make most playoff rosters. Like, Equinemius St. Brown probably makes most teams because he's a really good blocking wide receiver. He had one catch for 20 yards. Like, I don't know. Like Justin Fields was making magic happen out there with nothing around him. And I left that game feeling like he is clearly the better talent than Jalen Hurts. Eagles are an amazing team. They can just throw the ball up. A.J. Brown, I thought Jalen Johnson had a really good game. A.J. Brown still came down with nine catches for 181 yards. Uh, Devontae Smith, five for 126. Like Hurts is just, he's like the poker player, as I keep making casino analogies, who's just like pocket aces, pocket kings, ace king. Like it's just, he's got everything working for him. Um, Great player, not saying he's not. That goal line formation that they trotted out there today where they brought in the running back and the fullback right behind them, put them under center and just telegraphed that they were going to QB sneak it and it worked every damn time. You know, just another wrinkle to add. Philly, Philly, they are NFC champions or bust right now. I definitely hope we get Niners Eagles because I would love to see uh, Hertz challenged by that defense. Can't wait for Eagles Cowboys next week. Though I, I think Philly's gonna gonna win that game. Actually, let me pull it up. I, I was looking at it earlier and I I forgot it. My apologies. One and a half. Dallas is favored by one and a half. I can tell you right now, even though Dallas needs that game more, I will be on Philadelphia. Your boy will be on Philly uh in that game. Dallas has some flaws that that Philly just doesn't have. And I think Philly slept walk through the first. 26 27 minutes of this game against the Bears today and uh they certainly will not do that on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys in front of an audience of like 25 million people so Chiefs Texans now we're talking about some contenders in some in some weird games like that that game went to overtime arguably should have been higher up uh on on the rundown today 30 to 24 Chiefs end up getting the win it was it was a weird weird, tough-to-explain game. Like, I saw this tweet, and I marked it from uh, Ron Copp Jr. He said, no game should be close when you set a season high in first downs, complete 88% of passes with no interceptions, rush for five and a half yards of pop between your running backs, and total over 500 net yards. What a weird day. Like, think about that. The Chiefs almost lost to the Texans when they played a game where they had 33 first downs. The Texans had 18. The Chiefs had 502 total yards. The Texans had 219. Mahomes threw five incomplete passes. And the Texans averaged less than four yards per play. And the Chiefs were over six and a half. And the Texans took him to overtime. Chiefs defense, man. They've got some real problems. And I used to cover this team. And I wish that I had a better explanation for it. I'm not as close to the situation as I am now. They didn't make like a trade deadline addition to bring in someone to help them out. And I was just a little surprised that they don't have more going for them on the defensive side of the ball. Even just like a situational edge rusher or something. They don't they don't generate any pressure. And so then teams can just kind of pick them apart. And so when you don't turn the ball over that much, and you get no pass rush. Teams just aren't scared of you. Like what's Cincinnati going to put up on Kansas City. If they get them in the playoffs. What's Buffalo going to put up on them. And the Chiefs offense is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Mahomes would get my MVP vote. If I had one. They can win these games. 45-42. They've proven it. Um, But. If they don't get home field advantage throughout and they don't get the buy, and it would take Buffalo faltering for them too, which obviously is possible. But I just, they're going to have to win, you know, I would think three or four shootouts, you know, in order to do it. They can. Their offense is good enough. Their coach is good enough. Their quarterback's good enough. Their tight end's good enough. But no pass rush whatsoever. And letting Houston hang around like that, not a good sign, in my mind, for where the Chiefs are uh, going forward. Because they're just the standards, even in a quote-unquote transitional year, that's what Kelsey called it a few weeks ago, Like their standards are still got to win the AFC. They clinched the AFC West today. Uh, that does nothing for them. So that's the congratulations on winning the AFC West, but standards just so much higher there. So anyway... Let's go to, uh, let's go to Bengals-Bucks. So, Cincy had four second-half touchdowns. And they're tied with the Niners for the fourth-best Super Bowl odds at plus 750. My question was going to be, do you like them at that price? They have six straight wins. And the team, like, as impressed as I've been with Cincy and as much as I like them before the year, Um and thought that like all the talk of the regression was ridiculous and just that they could outscore people like I've I've largely been right in my handicap of Cincy and I didn't I'm mad at myself for not buying low on them because we talked about it but I never made like a week four week five week six uh future bet on Cincy but they're tied with the Niners. And so like if I was going to make an imbe- an investment right now at a team at seven and a half to one, I would take the team that only has to beat Philly. Because the rest of the NFC is such crap. I was just I was surprised to see that a team that has no real very unlikely to get the one seed and so would probably have to beat both Buffalo and Kansas City, uh, has the fourth best odds to win the whole thing. But it just shows how impressed the odds makers are. With Cincy, how much respect Burrow gets and how absolute dog bleep uh, the NFC is. So, you know, I didn't have much more on this because it's just so ridiculous that Tampa is still in a situation where they're going to end up hosting a playoff game at six and eight. With a negative 41 point differential. Like this is crazy. Tampa has the worst point differential in the NFC South. Yet they're in first place. So like all the turnovers, all the injuries, all the distractions, all of that. They are going to be the four seed in the NFC. And it's just kind of sickening. Frankly. Frankly. I'm a huge reseed the playoffs guy, by the way. Like, always have been. To me, winning your division should get you in the playoffs. Like, I get why the NFL wants to keep divisions because they really do have rivalries. Like, there aren't that many regular season NBA rivalries. That's more of a thing between players. Uh, And it exists in baseball, but you have so many games that it's hard for any one game to matter. But, like, the Eagles should play the Cowboys every year. The Bears should play the Packers twice a year. The Chiefs should play the Broncos or the Raiders twice a year. You know, Raven Steelers should have it twice a year. Like I, I like rivalries in the NFL. So winning your division should get you into the playoffs. But I see no reason why Tampa deserves a home game over Dallas. That doesn't make any sense to me because they want. Why isn't getting in enough? You win your division, you make the playoffs. Congratulations, you're a division champion. You beat, you get bragging rights over your rivals, and you get you get a seat at the table, you get a spot in the tournament. But I have no, re, I, I don't get why that's the type of thing that you should be able to just you host a game. Tampa Tampa does not deserve to host a playoff game this year. Sorry, I stumbled there at the end. I was checking my texts. Pony, 30 minutes into the pod. Hey, I passed out. Yeah, well, jump in and jump out. Doesn't matter. Forget it, he's rolling. Um, Okay, Titans Chargers. So we both have uh, Super Bowl bets on the Chargers. So my question was going to be, am I insane for seeing a path where our Chargers Super Bowl bets are not dead, just mostly dead, like that line from Princess Bright. There's a difference between... Dead and mostly dead. So this is where the Chargers sit right now after they pulled off that three-point win in a pretty ugly game over the Titans. They've got at the Colts, home against the Rams, at the Broncos. So their favorite every game the rest of the way. Two of three on the road should should win them all. Honestly. Like the Chargers could get to eleven and six, right? They're they're eight and six. They've won back to back games. The Ravens, so the, so the Chargers should make the playoffs. Feel very good that the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. But there's a huge difference between being the seven or six seed in the AFC. Got to go to Kansas City, go to Buffalo, go to Cincinnati, depending on how it shaped. Uh, shakes out at the top and being the five seed where you go to Tennessee, who's going to win the South. So they got to catch the Ravens, right? Like that's the, that's the, 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 the play here now for, for the Chargers. Can you catch the Ravens? Well, the Ravens, Hey, we know this, they can lose to anybody because they just lost to Cleveland and scored a whopping three points. And they've got Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and at Cincinnati the rest of the way. So do I think the Ravens are going to lose to the Falcons and Desmond Ritter at home? No. Could they lose to Pittsburgh, their division rival? Absolutely and could they lose in Cincy? Well, yeah, ab- especially if Cincy is playing that week for for seeding, which very likely will be. So, if the char- if the Chargers go three and zero, and the Ravens go one and two, they get the five seed, and they're the Titans, and they get the Titans on the road where the Chargers would be favored. And they would have won five straight games at that point. So I'm not saying the Chargers, uh, I'd like them over the Bills, the Chiefs, or the Bengals necessarily. But we don't know if they're getting Derwin James back. They're being a little cagey about that one. But they are supposed to get Joey Bosa back. And they are supposed to get Rashawn Slater back. As a franchise left tackle. And their best defensive player. So they get those two guys back, plus maybe Derwin James, and we'll see about J.C. Jackson. I don't know. But win out, go for the five seed, get healthy. Five straight wins. And they've got the tiebreaker over the Dolphins, depending on how the Dolphins finish, because they won head-to-head. I feel, like the, I feel like the Chargers thing is not completely dead because no one would want to play them. They're a scary, scary, scary team.